On today's Midcourt Madness Bakes, we are in the dog days of summer, but it's not really summer yet. We're, we're, we're basically in the sports abyss, is what that's called. And the sports abyss goes from essentially April until November when college basketball starts again. Yes, so it's a tough time for us um, as sports media junkies, um, but we're going to try and fill up a whole podcast about college basketball. Maybe some dating advice again, too. <laughs> Let's get into it. All right, babes, it's winner, winners and losers time. Who's your big winner? My winner, John, is last week my winner was Indiana. Right. If you remember, if you if you can if you want to find our if you want to find our podcasts, can you find them at at midcourtmadness.wordpress.com? I don't know how to put those links onto our WordPress. Site. You probably find them on our Twitter account then, which is yeah, they do get posted to there. Where what is our Twitter again? Uh, at Midcourt Madness. Okay, at Midcourt Madness. You can also just search on Spotify or on Google, really, wherever you find your podcast. Exactly. Boom. Okay. Last week, though, my winner was Indiana. The head coach of Indiana, Mike Woodson, has had a terrific couple of weeks re-recruiting, recruiting, hitting the transfer portal. He's doing it all, right? Last week, he was at a Knicks game. All the news. The Knicks The Knicks now, Tom Thibodeau is their head coach. Not Tib- good. It's Thibodeau. T- Tibbs. He's not good enough to coach the T-Wolves, but he's really good with the Knicks. He's winning. He's got all these Kentucky players. Mike Woodson, Indiana grad, is at the Knicks game. All these Kentucky guys dapping him up. You know what dapping means? That's like when you like do like little handshake. I'm yeah, like, it's when you do like that cool. Like, I don't think it's that. No, it's not that. It's not the snarky. Oh, it's this. Where you do that like a, thing? Okay, and then I yeah. and I do like the little rock thing, and then I hit you. And inevitably, yeah. it goes it, it, way too long, and neither person like knows what's really going on. Yeah, and that's dapping with pigs and swans. Okay, they're dapping them up though. That's that's what the kids are calling it. Okay, so they're saying hi in a really cool way. Um, the new the Knicks have a ton of Kentucky guys on their team, and one of their assistant coaches. Well, Woodson was an assistant with the Knicks, right? He left the team to go be the coach at Indiana. The one of the other assistants, Kenny Payne, was an assistant with Kentucky for the longest time. Wait, was there a question in there? No, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Give me a second. I was I was connecting the dots on this. How was I doing this? Was Kenny Payne like the seven six guy who Tyler Hansborough dumped on? Oh, it might have been. Is he big? No, it's not that kid. That's not him. Okay. It's a you know who I'm talking about, though? I do remember that. Oh, that's his name. That guy was awesome. Go, go on. Okay. Because Kenny Payne was the assistant with the Knicks, or uh, was an assistant with Kentucky for a really long time under Coach Calipari. Yeah, look at that. Kenny, Kenny George. Kenny George. Kenny, that's I was right. close. I was. I had George Muir. I, I knew his. I knew his two first names. Yeah. Wait, no, Payne's not a first name. <laughs> no, Kenny Payne. Well, Payne is uh, a feeling that you can have. Right. Which we're having right now. <laughs> and probably our listeners yes, are too. Yes. Anyway, Kenny Payne, the assistant coach at Kentucky for the longest time, uh, was kind of one of the guys who a lot of people thought behind the scenes was was the one who was drawing all of these five stars to Kentucky. And now he's gone. He's not at Kentucky anymore. And what have you seen in the last few years? Kentucky's five-star recruiting is kind of – it's waned a little bit. They're still, getting, they're still getting some, but they're not like the superstar, one-and-done type of – high-end fight like there's different levels like of your malik stars. monk or your dear and yeah there's Darren not Fox. guys like that no it's 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 yeah it's like devin Askew, who's like a four and a half star really mm-hmm. um 
And I think Kentucky fans have been getting frustrated. Last year was probably one of the most frustrating seasons for them because for the longest time, it feels like Calipari has been more, more worried about getting his five stars and keeping his five stars happy and, and promoting five stars and helping them build their brand, right? And they're losing. And Kentucky fans are like, okay, it's cool that like Devin Booker's in the NBA, but like, what do you do at Kentucky? Right. You know, it's, oh, it's cool. Carl Towns in the NBA, but like, what about like Kentucky though? You know, like we care more about Kentucky and big blue nation. John Calipari, I think is done with five stars. And I think that's a good thing for big blue nation. I think they're going to like it more. Does He's he, leaning into the transfer portal all the way. Does he see the writing on the wall with the possible, there might not be a one and done in the next couple of years here. Maybe. And, he, and he's trying to get back in the good grace, grace, graces of four-star recruits. Because like be. for the longest time, four-star just felt over, overlooked. Yeah. And now it's going to be the new way of building a dynasty team. I think, I think his new way of building dynasty teams, I don't think he's done with the one-and-dones. I think he's done with the 19-year-old one-and-dones. I think his new plan here, he's got Kellen Grady, he's got Oscar Shibwe. Mm-hmm. He's been in the mix for how many other big-name recruits? Adam Miller, who just picked LSU here over the weekend, Illinois, had, yeah. had Kentucky in his in his final listing. Davion Harmon, the Oklahoma guard, had Kentucky in his final listing. He picked Oregon. Okay, they're in the mix now for uh, uh, is it Jamar Wheeler, Severe Wheeler from Georgia, okay. who led the SEC in assists per game. He's I, I, our, our dogs, our dogs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they are our dogs. Yes. Okay. That's what I said. Severe Wheeler, though, is one of the top point guards in the SEC last year. Average like 14.7 assists. He's in the transfer portal. You know what else just happened here recently? Four-star guard from Kentucky in the 2021 class decommitted. Connect those dots. Why would a four-star want to not play at Kentucky anymore? I don't know. Perhaps I... perhaps competition's coming in? Yeah. Doesn't want to compete with Kellen Grady. Doesn't want to compete with Kellen Grady. Doesn't want to compete with Severe Wheeler. All the steam is that if Marcus Carr comes back to college, it would be at Kentucky. They're key. I, I doubt that happens. But if they're getting, if they're, there's definitely some dots connecting Severe Wheeler there. Yeah. Because he wants to play for a for a contending type team, a big name program. Not getting that at Georgia with Tom Crean and his like weird face and hair. He might get it at Kentucky with Cal's mobster hair. He's got that beautiful <laughs> slick back hair. He looks like he could. He could be definitely like running the cartel. Who's more Italian mobster looking, Calipari or Patino? I was going to say Patino actually, but he's he's say, at the top. I was going to say Jay he's, Wright. I, I get Italian fish. mobster vibes on Jay Wright. Right. Might, might be the more the suits when he's wearing the suits, and it isn't a global. Can you imagine if Cal had Jay Wright suits? Oh my! Talk God. about building an Italian mobster in a lab. Oh boy! Yeah, that would be that. Yes. <laughs> They're also in the mix for a couple other five-star guards, like Ty Ty Washington, a lot of people think might be going to Kentucky. So I don't I don't think he's going to be done recruiting five-stars. I think he's done building his entire team around flipping his entire roster into nothing but freshmen. I think he's sick of coaching all these 19-year-olds. Another guy in the transfer portal, a hot name, C.J. Frederick, yep. sniper out of Iowa. Yep. He's from Kentucky. How, how long have we always talked about? Every single year. It's like rinse, repeat, Kentucky. What do they suck at? What do they need? They need guys like C.J. Frederick. You've got your De'Aaron Fox. You've got Bam Adebayo. You've got these these thoroughbred athletes who can make life a little easier for those guys. A C.J. Frederick type who's going to come in and knock down shots. If they, if, if they get Severe Wheeler and C.J. Frederick, which I would not be surprised if they get, you're talking about both those guys transferring in, plus Kellen Grady, plus Oscar Shibwe, and then you mix in a five-star big guy. Uh, uh, is it Damian Collins? He's like one of the top like 15 recruits. He's, he's not maybe a surefire one and done, mm-hmm. but now he doesn't have to come in and be like the bomb right away. Yeah. 
I think I think Big Blue Nate. I'm fascinated so, by this potential Kentucky starting to just lean all the way okay, into recruiting so transfers. I was sitting here wondering because we're about eight minutes into this recording now. I don't think until this moment you've explicitly stated who your winner actually is. Big Blue Nation. Okay, Big Blue Nation. Got it. Your thoughts? I like it. Okay. Sounds like they're going to have a team. Not really, like you said, not really with the surefire one and duns, like you said, like you know how Duke had with R.J. Barrett and Cam Reddish and Zion Williamson. Yeah. But it sounds like they're going to have some good depth pieces. And so I think they will be a good team next year, but – it's going to be interesting to see if they can take back the SEC from the likes of Arkansas and Alabama. Yeah, and I mean, well, I mean, yes. And if you want to do that, are you going to do that with 18 and 19-year-olds? That's just going to be tough. And nope. To be honest, I'm surprised that they haven't had as many down years as you think. I mean, you recruit that many five-star freshmen. I mean, the five-star bust rate is higher than I think people would expect. Mm-hmm. It's like a 25 to 30% kind of bust rate on those five stars. I think, I mean, every year it seems like he gets sicker and sicker at dealing with these, these 19-year-olds that just don't know how to play basketball. It's not a track meet. It's basketball. Mm-hmm. And so many of them, it's like he has to reteach them the game. And, like, every single year the question with Kentucky is, what's going to come first, them hitting their ceiling or their season ending? Mm-hmm. And most of the time they they end up progressing and they get to become a really good team. But earlier in the year, it's always just painful watching them play because none of them can shoot. None of them know how to play because they're always the best player on their own team and all they do is play fast-break basketball in AAU. Mm-hmm. And and they all think that they're going to be the man, and they get to shoot it. So nobody has to ever like play coalesce or just be the guy who makes the extra pass. Yeah, or... fill in to play an actual role. And if yeah. you get a bunch of guys who are familiar playing different roles from other colleges, you're you've got you have a better understanding of the puzzle pieces that you're trying to fit together. Yeah, I Big like Blue it. Nation, my winner. I like it. You got a winner? Yeah, I do. Give it to me, John Rothstein. Do, do you want to know why? Finally getting some sleep. Exactly. It is May. As we record this, it's May 2nd. Now, considering that, you know, the We Sleep in May really begins about, I don't know, March 5th, March 10th, right? Really, I feel like it's when the conference tournament starts. Well, let's say March 10th. He hasn't slept in, like, what, 50 days? Do you, so, if he just goes to bed right at midnight on May 1st, do you think he's awake yet? Does he sleep for like a week straight? He's <laughs> just like a bear. He goes into hibernation. You know, like bears have to. I wonder if he does the same thing bears do though, where they have to like don't they like gather like like sticks and like leaves and stuff, and they have to create like that butt plug. Yeah, what do you think he gathers? Just like for his butt plug, like <laughs> cotton, probably. <laughs> no, I, like if bears need all that, what does he need to survive in in hibernation? Does he just grab like a bunch of like a college basketball magazine, so just so he can read up and study. Does he just have his phone so he can just scroll through Twitter and keep up? When he's sleeping? Yes. I'm wondering <laughs> if he probably throws on his headphones and just has it running constantly. This podcast would be a great one to keep him sleeping through. You think it's Midcore Madness? Probably. It's I hope so. Sleep really good to listen. <laughs> hey, if you want to listen to this while you nap, we're great background noise. Yes. That's our goal. <laughs> and while we're on John Rossi, this is a topic I want to bring up. I've been wanting to bring this up for a while now about Ooh. John Rossi. Okay. Let's pick out our favorite John Rothsteinisms. Power rank the John Rothsteinisms. Yes. So, like for example, need a list. Death taxes Matt Painter. He's got like five tweets he sends out just on rotation. Yeah, they're like always timed. Yes. So there's death taxes Matt Painter, obviously referring to to Purdue. Yeah, Purdue coach. Um, Archie they, Miller more <laughs> locked in than a CPA on April fifteenth or something. Yep. <laughs> Things to not not talk about. Um, yeah. At family dinners in early March, religion, politics, 
resumes of at-large bubble teams. <laughs> no, you can never, never <laughs> spend time talking about a pizza made east of the uh, what's the, the Mississippi? Is it the Mississippi? I don't know. It's not the Mason-Dixon line. Yes. I made that mistake. Yeah. What's oh man? What's the what? Mick Cronin more consistent than a few good men on a rainy Sunday? <laughs> what a great flag! I know you got you got some cert for the Batman. Yeah, Heath Ledger. The here we go, Heath Ledger, <laughs> Circuit Dark Knight, 19, 2008 or whatever. How crazy is it? You've seen The Dark Knight. Yes. So you finally have actually seen some movies. I watched it last night. No, I didn't. Oh, I was going to say, it's crazy that that movie came out 13 years ago. I know. Time's a flying. I was in high school. Same. Yeah. Oofta. We're at that point where it's above 10 years and we say, I was in high school. Yikes. Yeah. World. I think my favorite one, though, is I don't remember the coach that he's got, but it's tougher than a weekend at the in-laws. Is it Bob Huggins, maybe? Or is it, I don't know if it's a coach. Is it West Virginia Press? It's like Press Virginia, tougher than a weekend at the in-laws. Is it West Virginia? Wisconsin, maybe. Virginia? No, Virginia is a thing of beauty. Okay. Villanova is a Fortune 500 company. (laughs) I don't know. He's got some good ones. I don't know where he (laughs) thinks of this stuff. He's got to have, like, an intern that just, like, Listen, John, all right, listen, Mr. Rothstein, got an idea for you. Or do you think he has, like, a has he rigged Twitter, his Twitter, so, like, it's, like, linked up to, like, the ESPN score center to where, like, say, for example, sample Purdue. The second the Virginia game or, ends. Or Purdue wins, right? Yeah. The death taxes, Matt Painter. I mean, he's sending some of these tweets out. out at, like, 4 in the morning. Yeah. So he clearly is subscribing to the We Sleep in May. He must, he must be very technologically advanced. It's impressive. Yeah. Oh, I had another. I had another thought that just went through my mind on some of the Ross. Oh, I like the uh, in the in the airport of life. College basketball is the Delta is the Delta Sky Miles yeah. Club. <laughs> Tell me that's not true. It's so true. It is. We should get some of these shirts. We should yeah. All right, John. Do you have a loser? I do have a loser. Who's your? You loser? Want to who my loser is? Yeah. Perry Ellis. Perry Ellis. Do you? I'm going to give you a guess why. Perry Ellis. I mean. Is there is there something is it something to the effect of maybe like ever the joke about Perry Ellis was always that he was in college forever. It, it, looked is, like he it was is 40 to the, years old. It is to the effect of that. Can you guess the player that is maybe, going to take over for the new the become the new Perry yes. Ellis? Brad Davison. Nope. Jordan Bohannon. Ah. Jordan Bohannon. So you hate on Iowa? I'm not hating on Iowa. Okay, good. Perry Ellis is a loser because he is taking away Perry Ellis, like what Perry Ellis is known for. Yeah, being the exact same yes. year after year after it's year It's just after like, year. I like to think about in, in NBA, like say if you were to ask me right now, like John, who do you think the MVP is this year? And I just want to come up with a smart-ass answer. You know mm-hmm. what I'm going to say? LeBron. No. Oh. <laughs> Brian Scalabrini. Brian Scalabrini. Brian Scalabrini is okay. that guy in the NBA. Yeah. Who people joke and like try and make him seem like he's good, which he is because he's obviously he was in the NBA. Yeah. But uh, he's sort of a laughingstock NBA player. He just looked goofy. Yeah. Big ginger. Yes, exactly. Not a lot of good gingers in the NBA. Yes. Perry Ellis is that, but with being in college forever, which I don't think he – was he in college for – was he just a four-year guy? Did he, he register? He was a four-year guy. So is it just the receding hairline? That yeah, he, he, just, he, he looks, looks older. He looks like he's 42 years old. And I think at Kansas, he was like literally – the exact same player every single year. Yeah. Like as a sophomore, he averaged like 13.6 rebounds. Then he averaged 13 and a half points and six and a half rebounds. And then he averaged like 13.7 points and seven rebounds. Mm-hmm. You know, like his numbers were like, he just, he's always the exact same. And 
he was there for four years doing those exact same things. Yeah, and so at a school like Kansas where you're on TV twice a week, people get probably a little tired of watching Perry Ellis look like Perry Ellis. Yeah. Yeah. So now Jordan Bohannon is that guy. And he is doing it way better than Perry Ellis ever did. He is going to be in college for his sixth season. Six years of college. Yeah, smart guy. So he basically, from what I can tell, he started the majority of the games as a freshman and as a sophomore and a junior. Two seasons ago, so the year before the year that like COVID ended everything, or no, it, no, last year, the year that COVID ended everything was the year, was his first senior season. He plays 10 games, gets injured, undergoes season-ending injury, gets a medical red shirt. So comes back this year for basically his fifth year, but as a senior. But he had, then, he had hip surgery. Is that what it was? I think he hurt himself during his junior year and missed a, a, toward the end of that year. Because I remember the talk was during his senior year that it's like, okay, you can either you can you can start you can play up to the point that we're we're gonna use the first nine or ten games or whatever it is to evaluate, and then it's either are you gonna play through the pain with this team and finish it out, or are you going to are you gonna opt to sit out and basically get the surgery? You can get your red shirt and be back next year for the team for that's a like, loaded team too, and, and that's, that's the one probably why. Yep. Yeah, and so. Obviously, then this year with COVID, everything is basically just a free year. And so you see some of these guys have, are coming back. Um, Garrison Brooks transfers to Mississippi State. The, Villan- the Villanova yeah. guys are coming back. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Trent Frazier from Illinois is coming yep. back. Yeah, there's there's a handful of them that are opting back in. I, I love it. Yeah. And so Jordan Bohannon is also one of those guys. So he will be in his sixth year on campus at Iowa. His freshman year, I just got to look over at my screen here, was the 2016 and 17 season. He is a high school graduate of 2016, and he's still playing college basketball. He's 24 years old or so. Yeah. Getting up there. Yeah. So that's my big loser. Didn't Jordan Bohannon uh, – man, I'm thinking I smell some hypoc- uh, some hypo- hypocriticism. With me? No, with Jordan Bohannon. Oh. With- Pretty sure he said he would not come back without naming oh, his like likeness. Oh, he started the not, not NCAA like property movement. I think so. And he's like, I'm not coming back unless I'm getting paid for it or unless I can get some name image likeness. So I'm wondering, does he know something we don't? Or is he just... just... There's been a lot on Twitter about Mark Emmert. He got like a... Was it Mark Emmert or Emmert? Emmert. Emmert. Yeah. The NCAA president who has been extended through like 2025 or something like that. Funny you mentioned that. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, continue. But I have nothing else. I thought you were going to lead off with a point after I said... Yeah. I don't have another loser. I have a winner. And that's all sports writers. Okay. Because Mark Emmer was extended. It gives them content to write about. Exactly. They act all upset. There's nothing. I, I don't think there's anything. Oh, I should have been on that on Twitter. I don't think there's anything trolls on Twitter, sports writers, or radio hosts love more than fake outrage. Mm-hmm. They get they get angry over stuff that has no impact on their life and, and actually, in fact, gives them stuff to chew on. It gives great fodder. Mark Emmert, being an idiot, is great fodder mm-hmm. for all these writers. Because now they, how much easier is it to write about Mark Emmert? It's just a travesty that he is in charge of the NCAA, this big bad NCAA. We hate Mark Emmert. He's the devil. He's the worst. He's a moron. Da-da-da-da. It goes on and on and on. How but boring they, would it be if they but hired they're getting him? clicks off of those articles. Exactly. How boring would it be if they hired someone who's like, yeah, he's great. Great hire. Good job. Mm-hmm. And then what? He just keeps doing his job well and we can't write about it. There's no, there's no benefit to that. Sports writers and all writers in general have made money off of... Negativity. Exactly. Negativity sells. Is that why we're not making money? Are we too nice? Probably, yeah. I am from Minnesota. That's true. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I also love Target. Yeah. And is Caribou? Is that Minnesota? Is that? Yeah, that's Minnesota. That might be. I think so. Yeah, is it a red flag that my wife seems to opt for Starbucks way more than Caribou? Speaking of Minnesota. Okay. So I was with my girlfriend this weekend. Yeah. We're, I'm not going to name where this was. Okay. But there's this business we drove by. In like, Minnesota. In Minnesota. All right. That sells, I'm not making this up, three three products. They sell, they manufacture, it looks like some sort of factory. Right. And they sell these three things. Okay? Burritos. Nope. Okay. Barbecue sauce. Okay. Vinyl graphics. So, you, you know, the vinyl graphics that go like on the side of trucks and stuff. Oh, like, sure. Like okay. Flames. Yeah. Flames, cool. And elect electric lights, I think it was. Just the three most random things in one business that you could ever imagine. What do you rank? What do you think's the big money maker in that? It's got to be barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce. We live in an obese country. It's a barbecue sauce. (laughs) It's true. And we live (laughs) up north, up here. We really like we like our barbecue. That's right. Yeah, we like manwich. (laughs) I've never had manwich. What? No. Well, it's like it's like a sloppy. That that's out of the can. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a big barbecue guy, to be honest with you. I'm more of a smoke my meat type. Like I, I don't need barbecue sauce. I'd rather put like a, like a steak seasoning or just like a, like an everything seasoning. Or I dip I, so much about like I dip fries and barbecue sauce, chicken nuggets. That might work. Maybe maybe it's it's good to dip stuff in, but I don't like it when it like when you get like that pulled pork or like a shredded beef and they and they put barbecue sauce all over it. I'm like, no, you're ruining it. It's it's perfectly good without the barbecue sauce. Yeah, I want that on the side. Then I can decide if I want the barbecue sauce on it or not. Should we get off this? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I think we're through winners and losers here. You have any big, just big picture topics you want to talk about? Uh, another loser that I was borderline thinking about, but I don't think it's like a big loser, is Michigan State. Imani Bates. Uh, okay. Yes. Also, Michigan getting Devontae Jones, one of the top remaining transfers in the portal from Coastal Carolina, kind of a lead guard. We've been talking about that. Michigan is going to be a factor in the transfer market. They've mm-hmm. got a terrific recruiting class coming in. Eli Brooks is one of those super seniors who opted into another year of eligibility. They're going to be really good. They're going to be loaded. Michigan is going to be ranked in the top five going into the year. Now you just add yet another high-quality kind of grad transfer guard who will – we were talking about who's going to be in their backcourt. We were Mm -hmm. thinking Eli Brooks is going to be one of those spots. And then it's probably going to be one of those freshmen, maybe like a Frankie Collins or one of those guards that didn't really play a ton last year. Well, now the parachute gets a whole lot bigger because you've added a grad transfer in Devontae Jones, who's been around, been really productive in college, mm-hmm. and and he can and he can kind of be that uh, kind of keep the seat warm type, you know, like a like a quarterback, you know, when you when you draft one of these quarterbacks, you like, need kind like, of that veteran, like a Kirk Cousins to Kellen Mond type thing. Yeah, yeah, like a Jimmy Garoppolo to a Trey Lance, except way less handsome, right? You know, go on. Okay. Uh, you know, so Michigan has Devontae Jones. I don't know if Michigan State was ever after Devontae Jones, but, you know, one of your rival schools gets a high-quality player. That mm-hmm. sucks for you. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, Amani Bates uh, leaving Michigan State or, or basically decommitting from Michigan State. I don't think that was much what, of a what surprise. What do you think that, by the way? What do you think, like, what do you think this signals for Amani Bates? I think Amani Bates is dying for attention. Is it the Chet Holmgren thing? Chet Holmgren got all the attention with his three he's, faces on his shirt. Yeah, he's got to find a way. This is how he does. This is how he. Maybe this is how the five stars now one up is that you commit, then you decommit, then you commit again, then you decommit. You just you keep. You get all those edits out there. Yep. You just keep getting. You just keep pushing out the yeah the new the new graphic. Committed. One hundred and forty-two to seven percent committed, and then it's a new graphic with 
with a little small edit with like the D E dash D committed, <laughs> <laughs> which I was, I was on Twitter. I think I know the company that does this. There's a Twitter page called Tipton Edits. Yeah. That was going to be one of my winners as well because oh, they've got to be working overtime. Yeah. Those folks have got to be just cash in checks. I know. Like milking that cash cow for all it's worth. You know what we could do? What's that? We should, uh, let's do like the top five, but for our podcast and like who we're going to sign with. Like, oh, we could sign with ESPN or Fox Sports or Tipton Edits. Oh, yeah. I see. You're, you're, and we're like, CBS, we're, we're like narrowing down, and then, but like these places haven't even it'll get the buzz going. It's true. You yeah. create you create a market for yourself. Exactly. Isn't that, I mean, that's capitalism. It's like LeVar Ball with uh, getting Lonzo to the LA Lakers. You, could we, he, could he we join said, Big Baller? Brand. He always said, speak it into existence. Right? Yeah. We're cashing checks. It's true. It works. You can't <laughs> tell me it does. It's science. Yes, exactly. So I think Michigan State is one, but uh, yeah, Imani Bates, Imani Bates, uh, decommitting. I don't think that surprised anybody because even like a year ago when he committed, most people are like, yeah, I'm not buying it. He's he would only be like a sophomore, or just finishing up his sophomore year at that point, right? Yeah. He's going to go into his senior year. He's the newest next Kevin Durant. Okay. This was like three years ago that he burst onto the scene as like a 14-year-old, and everyone's like, this guy's KD. So before his junior year, he commits, basically, Yep. to Michigan State. That's yep. early. Yeah, it is, especially for these top prospects who generally these, these high-end guys drag, drag out their commitments a really long time because... I don't know. They they love the they love the getting recruited. They love the attention. I suppose is, is probably the biggest thing, but I don't think anybody's really surprised by that because I think he's such a high end prospect that a lot of people think it's just he he's as likely to go to the G League or he might go overseas. I think his dad even said that. I think his dad's maybe kind of getting a reputation as kind of a helicopter parent type who's you know. Trying to really kind of control everything, which which might be a good thing, I guess. Who knows? With with sixteen year olds getting this much attention, you, I have no idea. Um, but I think he even just said he's like, you know, if he wants to go to the G League, that's cool. That's a great. That's a well, we're good with that. If he wants to go overseas, we're good with that. If he wants to play at Michigan State, great. If he just wants to take a year off and train, good with that too. Which wouldn't that be quite an option? I can, I can go to college, be big man on campus for a year. I could be like Zion, where they're going to put me on TV every single day. I go to the G League, where I'm getting coaching from the NBA coaches, working a, in, a, in a strength program, whatever, getting getting the skill development. I can go overseas, where I'm playing against grown men. Nah, I'm going to hit up Anytime Fitness and hit the get the 12-month plan there for $37.99. Do they hit the go, treadmill, do, they do some HHIS, some high-intensity interval training? Yeah, you do that. Do get the battle ropes going and like uh, get to get some burpees. Uh, and that was my COVID squat rack. Like, there's a bunch you can find on YouTube. Yeah, that was my COVID. Like when the gyms were closed for two months. Yeah, which people in like Chicago are like, what? What? Only two months? Yeah, they're well, still closed probably. Yeah. Well, I live in North Dakota, so screw you guys. Anyways, <laughs> COVID doesn't exist. All those people in Chicago are so pissed at us. The ones that are listening. I know. Yeah. All. Of um. Them. Yeah. Anyways, back to Imani Bates. Yeah. No, I mean, I just, I think that probably sucks for Michigan State, the fans that had still had, were kind of thinking like, man, like Michigan State, we're going to be okay this upcoming year. We got Max Christie coming in. We got a couple of recruits. We're going to be decent. We'll be typical Michigan State. But then next year is kind of when we, that team builds up basically. Everything's waiting for Amani Bates to come in and be our, be our savior. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's looking like that might not happen. Yeah. That sucks. So what do you think he does though? Do you think he goes G League? Do you think 
you think he reclassifies at all? Or do you think he actually plays his senior in high school? Well, see, I think there's a rule with the G League where you have to be a certain age. So I don't know if he can. You re- can't reclassify so if he into the G League. Yeah, I don't think so. I think I feel like I read that somewhere. So okay. just you, like assume I'm right. Okay. Okay. So I, I'm guessing. Tell your wife that. Oh, she knows. <laughs> she knows I'm right. Um, I'm just gonna leave that there. Do you think there is a chance that he is just able to enter the draft next year? That's been the talk too. Is like the NBA keeps putting off that. Like I feel like Woj tweets that. Every couple of months, like, oh, yeah, Board of Governors not sure if they want to yeah. have the uh, have the super draft yet. Yeah. And why would they? I mean, if you're an NBA GM, like, why do you want to potentially have 18-year-olds entering the draft? Like, there's so many of them that are probably not going to get drafted. Do you think they add another round if it's a super draft? Lots more talents. Yeah, then you gotta you gotta build your rosters. You gotta make bigger rosters. I don't. I don't That's know. Weird. I don't know what the I don't know what's what the what changes are coming there because with all these kids entering the G League over the last couple of years, everyone's like, I'm leaving college, I'm going to the G League, right? Every single kid it seems like is gonna do that. Like, I don't care if I get drafted, I'll go to the G League and make forty grand a year playing at an empty stadium, playing for the Sioux Falls Sky Force, you know, or whatever. Don't they have a don't they have a G League team? How many years? I think they yeah. Well, Bismarck. Bismarck too. Yeah. Play play for them then. The, the Dakota Bismarck. Wizards. The Dakota Wizards. I'm gonna play for the Dakota Wizards. Well, there's only so many roster spots on all of these G League teams. That's not like an infinite amount of. There's, you know, like with Thanos, how we had to destroy half of humanity because the galaxy has a finite number of resources. Right. Resources. You can't just right. keep keep having more and more you people. Can't just making more. Yeah. Cut the population in half. Exactly. You knew that was a thing, right? Even right. though you yes. haven't seen Avengers. I I got it. You don't know who Thanos is. You just told me the whole movie, so why do I have to watch it? Well, you don't know if he wins or loses. He wins. Maybe. He's a, he's a big dude. So is the Hulk. Exactly. He Thor's was. not small. <laughs> you seen Captain America? How about Theo John and Duke? Great tight end in your uh, in your future keeper league. <laughs> Are you gonna toss that one at me now? Uh, yeah, I can. I don't want you to. Oh, okay. We can edit this out. Okay. So, Biggs, <laughs> I almost had this one as a winner, even though we had it a couple weeks ago. I don't know if I had it or if you had it, but. Texas, with their roster movements, obviously we've talked about Chris Beard becoming the new head coach. Yeah. We've talked about Timmy Allen coming there. We've talked about Christian Bishop, Devin Askew transferring there. Yep. Since then, they've also got Dylan DeSue, sort of a a four. Yep. Typically, he could be like a small ball five, which I imagine he will be. Him and Bishop will be their four or five of some, some right. combination. Right, and they both, I guess I don't know if DeSue can shoot the three, but I know Bishop can. Um, but then they also get Courtney Ramey announcing he's coming back. Coming back. So with that, you know, they have Courtney Ramey and Andrew Jones, two of their three sort of guards. veteran guards from a year ago. Um, yeah. The remaining one, um, Cole, is it Matt Coleman? It is. Matt Coleman is leaving, but, you know, they get – and Devin asked you can fill in for his shoes just fine. And so Texas has been sort of improving their roster, not – not all, not all that quietly, but if you look at the Big 12 bigs, I don't know if they're necessarily like the front runner next year. If I were to pick one, I'd probably go with Kansas. Um, they've been reloading quite a bit. But if you look at like the teams that were sort of thought to be making a deep, deep tournament run this year, you know, you look at Texas Tech, I think they'll probably take a step back. You look at West Virginia, I think they'll take a step back. Oklahoma, I think they'll take a step back. Um, I know I'm missing one in here somewhere. Iowa State, they suck. 
Yeah. Oklahoma State. I think they're going to take a step back. Yeah. And so you could really see Texas. There's a path there. Yeah, path to be challenging Kansas for that top spot in the Big 12 next year. How do you think about how do you feel about Baylor? Oh, Baylor, yeah. That's the one. I, how the how is that the one that I forget about? Yeah. I mean, how don't they take a step back? From, yeah, exactly. From how good they were. I mean, there's no way they're going to be that I, good yeah. again. They're all three of their starting guards yeah. are gone. Um, and Mark Vidal's gone. Macy Oteague just announced a few days ago that he's pursuing the NBA. Yeah. Um they do have some guys come back that got flag whether they got mired, but it's really they'll be a good team, but not a great team. Exactly. It's basically taking their role players and putting them in the starting lineup. Yeah. Um it'll help a lot if they get um Akinjo if he gets his waiver. Which yeah. I do think it I do think he will, but it won't be enough to keep them in that sort of He's top. not as good as any of their guys that are departing. Right. If we're looking at tiers here, they're not in tier one next year. Are they in like tier one A? <laughs> your eyes, one just, a, your eyes just light up when you hear the word tears. I do love tears. <laughs> I've been shedding a lot of them lately in college basketball. Not on. That's true. That's all right. Yes. No, I I agree with you. Texas, I think, is set up. I mean, they're set up to be a powerhouse. I mean, Chris Beard is, and, and I think the people who have kind of talked about something that makes Chris Beard so special is that he has he is he's equipped to deal with this new college basketball world we're living in with all of the turnover. And it's not necessarily program building, rather it's roster construction. He's got that kind of background being a Juco coach where you're constantly flipping your rosters yeah. every two years. He, uh, he coached in like the, in the, he coached in the G league or he coached overseas. He did, he did some sort of professional coaching. I'm pretty sure where again, you're, you're dealing with just a, a mishmash of guys every, from a day to day basis. You don't know who you've always got. So you've got to be, you know, really flexible and really adaptable. And that's what these coaches have to be now. A lot of these coaches, you know, these older coaches who are kind of set in their ways are not as, as not, not as equipped to, to deal with constant changing rosters and changing player movement and stuff. I think Chris Beard is, and that's why he's excelling. He's crushing it on the transfer portal. They've also picked up, I'm not mistaken, like a couple of, of pretty high-end recruits. Yeah. A name I just remembered from when I was doing show prep was Jalen Tyson. Yeah. Who's the according to ESPN the number twenty nine overall recruit? He plays a small forward position. He won't start. He'll probably be slotted in right behind. Um, I can't think of the transfer's name. I just said it a bit ago. Timmy Allen. Um, like but he could, but, yeah. but he, yeah, he doesn't have to be averaging ten points per game. He can come off the bench and average six points per game and just play yeah. good defense and earn his minutes. Exactly. You know, same with Askew, who I can yeah. see being a breakout guy, but his breakout might come the following year because if you've got Ramey and Jones in your backcourt. That's that's one of the better backcourts around the country, and and I heard there's maybe some a little bit of a little bit of steam that Greg Brown is considering coming back. That would be a huge risk. Well, you think about it, like that'd be a shocker. I I, I think that'd be really surprising. But if he did, boy, I mean, you would have a three man, three big man rotation with him, Bishop, and Desu. Yeah, that'd be terrific. Yeah, that'd be really really good. So not only do they have a good you know starting five, they have those depth pieces as well. And so and if you look at a team like you know Baylor this year, they had a good starting five, but also and those guys who can come off the bench and score points from them. Yeah, they're not hemorrhaging points. Exactly. You know, so many of these teams, they go to the bench, and it's like it just falls apart. Mm-hmm. You know. So, yeah, and I, th- I think Texas, you're right. There's definitely a path for them to be a powerhouse. And, I mean, their coaching staff is loaded. He, he like, took – he got a couple of guys who were head coaches at other levels to come to Texas now. Uh, they're, yeah, they're set up – like, like I, I said it before. I think if, if Texas can't win in the next couple of years, like win big, like – and maybe not national titles, but like be ranked in the top 10 and go deep into tournaments. 
if they can't do it over the near future here with Chris Beard, it's it's not Chris Beard. Yeah, exactly. It's a Texas thing. Yeah. You know. He's had this ex- yeah. He's had the success. Texas. Yes. Yeah. He's had the combining six- Texas and success. Exactly. He's had the success <laughs> at Texas Tech. Yeah, that too. A lesser school, sorry. Whoa. To the Red Raiders. Sorry. Hook them. Oh, that's Texas. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what Texas Tech is. Red Raider Nation. Raider up. You did, you just say your team name and then say Nation. nation. Yeah. Okay. It's like buys the nation. Buys it. Did they win today? No, they lost. Wow. The dynasty's over. See, these days when they play have always been great time to do errands. And I'm thinking Fargo's starting to kind of catch on and more people are kind of thinking like me and they're kind of bored with it. It's been a bittersweet few days for NDSU football fans. You know, Trey Lance gets drafted number three overall to the 49ers. Yeah. yeah. But then they lose to Sam Houston State. Yeah, they have a couple guys. Get, I mean, they got three guys getting drafted in like the top. Well, they had the, the lineman that got drafted pretty Dick early. Dylan and we're, then we're, and then the linebacker who I think people still kind of claim. Jabril Cox. Who they went to LSU. He's still one of us. They, they should still claim. So Minnesotan. <laughs> we just want to be like you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Funny that you mentioned the draft because the draft, it seems like, has dominated, uh, you know, the sports world here over the last couple of days. I mean, people just, they can't, we can't lean into baseball yet, right? You can't lean into baseball until you are truly in the dog days of summer, which which for us I know is the entire summer, but for, mm-hmm. like, those weird people who actually, like, like summer, it's a weird concept. Yeah. It's so hot. It's awful. Sweaty. Oh, the mosquitoes. Yeah. You can't stand mosquitoes. What's worse? Sweating or mosquitoes? You're pressured to go outside. outside but it's horrible. Like, honestly, like, when you get to, like, November, December, it's like... That's what I want to I'm almost excited because it's like, I have a good excuse to just sit inside and watch Netflix all day. Yeah. Or, like, when it's 50, it's like, that's dog walking weather. True. I don't like walking my dog when it's it, 90 degrees. No. You know? I don't want to be dripping sweat no. walking the dogs. Do you, if we had a little... Tracker here. Do you think we've talked more about college basketball or anything about college basketball so far? 50-50. Okay. That's good. But funny how I mentioned the walking the dogs. That's kind of where, you know how... Stay with me here. You know how there's like that meme about when people have like their most, their most kind of profound levels of thinking come in the shower. Right? And you'll see the memes where like a 30-minute shower in the first 29 minutes, I'm thinking about solving the world's problems. And then that one minute, I'm, I'm doing my shampoo yeah. and I'm putting my soap on and then doing like uh, whatever other whatever else people do in the shower. They do it in like that one minute. Like You strike me as like a really short shower guy. You shower I, in like two and a half minutes. No, it, I guess what classified really short shower to me. What's Let, a normal like shower time? Three to five minutes. That's a normal shower time? No, I think that's like a sh- that seems like a short okay. shower. I think like 10 minutes is probably like, I don't know. What I think I am normal then. That's I get accused of taking really long showers. If I, I, have, really if I were to play, say like, just go on my Spotify and be a shuffle play, I'd probably shower in three songs. So that's more than 10 minutes okay. then. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're listening to like Freebird, then you're talking about Yeah, no, and I have that on repeat, obviously. Yeah. yeah. All right. So 30 minutes. That's what I'll do if I'm hungover. You ever take a dark shower? No. Just turn the lights off. It's great. Not, really? Oh my gosh, yeah. Can I have some like It'll change your life. LED lights around? I don't see why not. I don't make the rules on this. Do you have shower beers in the morning ah. before you go to teach children? Shower shots. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> my best thinking though, a lot of people's best thinking seems to come in the shower. They come up with their best ideas. Mine mine come when I'm walking the dogs. Or more, more, more accurately, probably dragging the dogs because my one, he wants to smell everything, pee mm-hmm. on every tree. He's starting to do this thing where he slows down like he's about to poop. 
but then he doesn't and he just starts sm- like smelling stuff. He's smart. He's, he's faking you out. Yes. He's trying to, he's trying to manipulate things. And so I've been actually for, I've been just dragging him along on my watch lately. <laughs> but this is where I do my best thoughts. And I thought what would be really fun is since the NFL draft has kind of dominated the sports conversation the last few days, that we compare NFL teams to some of the college basketball programs. Now, some of our some of our rival college basketball news podcasts have compared NBA teams to college basketball okay. teams. Yes, I want to I want to step outside the box. Okay, we don't want to live in this box. Yeah. Okay, I've got uh, a couple uh, for uh, you. Okay, give me one. I think the easiest one. Absolute easiest one. It's a home run, slam dunk, body slam, uh, touchdown. There are some other big sports plays besides home a home run. run, a slam dunk, uh, a spike, uh, a check, a four check. Okay, a that's spike. a hockey thing. A, a spike. spike. Yeah, yes. I like that. It's a cross country one. A kick at the end of your run. <laughs> Maybe a lean. Do they a lean, lean forward and cross country? Oh yeah, they get the yeah. <sighs> yeah. All right, easiest one here. The Duke Blue Devils and the New England Patriots. I could see that. I was gonna go. We hate them both. We're tired of them yeah. always winning. We I get gonna... all this attention. We can't stand it. The coaches are legendary. I was gonna go with because I do hate Duke the most because they're the hated rival of my favorite team. Mm-hmm. And in football in the NFL, obviously, my favorite team is the Vikings. Packers. Packers. Duke. Yeah, Coach K is kind of like an Aaron Rodgers yep. where he's just kind of petulant and you're sick of him. But Coach K could never host Jeopardy. Can you imagine if he hosted Jeopardy? It would be bad. <laughs> he, he'd, be, he'd be giving advice to all the contestants. Be like, hey, like I know you think that you like... You don't you, want to bet on you, you don't want to run up the score here. Like, just think about your other team. You already be won. Be classy in victory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I could see that. Yep. I could see that. Well, the, Duke, I think, started out a lo- long ago as kind of the, the cute, fun underdog story. And I think New England was kind of that a really long time ago when Tom Brady was like in the early stages before he was kind of just TB12. No, TB12 and Coach K. You mm-hmm. know, they've got those kind of things. I think there's a good comparison there. Yeah. I got one for you. Okay. And I'm just going to talk. I'm going to make you pick a college basketball team based off this team. All right. But a team who I think. I think back to the fail Mary. Remember the fail Mary? Russell Wilson's rookie year against the Packers. Replacement referees. Yeah. And Are we sure? Have they replaced those refs yet? I'm not sure, actually. I don't know. This is way 2012-ish, probably. Yeah, I was in college. Yeah. And the Seahawks, I felt like for a few years there, became... Legion of Boom. Well, not only that, but a highly disliked team. Oh, absolutely. I feel like they use that game to really propel to their we'll call it a dynasty run because they won the Super yeah, Bowl and that was kind of their launching pad. Yes. Richard Sherman. And I think they became hated. I think but so. But in recent years, I feel like they've they almost flipped the script a little script a little bit, you know? Yeah, to where yes, they like Russell Wilson is that team now. God, he's weird. He is very weird. Such a weird dude. Yes. But who is that team in college basketball? Hmm. Who was hated and is now Become kind of sneaky likable. I'm trying to think of one as we go too. Yeah, this the team, the team that I'm gonna, I'm gonna step out on a ledge on this maybe a little bit and take it to where I project maybe this to be the team that flips the script and becomes that sneaky okay. likable. I'm gonna go with Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky's gonna become that likable team because they're gonna be getting away from the one and done. Yeah, I think like... they're. I think getting out of the one and done game and getting the entitled five stars who are obsessed with their own brand. I'm fascinated to see Cal actually coaching like. 
college players again. You know, guys who actually care about the name on the front of the jersey. Well, was Kentucky hated like that before Cal? I feel like Calipari has been disliked basically wherever he's been. You think UMass, he gets into the thing with um, that coach that passed away a couple months ago from Temple. John Chaney. John Chaney. He gets in there with John Chaney when he's at UMass. Then he goes to Memphis. No, he went to the NBA first. Mm, Um, The Knicks. Knicks, yep. And he like... His sort of fiery F- rah rah fizzled out. After yeah, it didn't short, work. It didn't yeah. work with professional basketball players. It worked with college basketball players. He goes to For Memphis. There's a whole Derrick Rose scandal. There's I don't know what else happened. He's just get he's getting guys at Memphis that you're like, what? How the how hell are you getting? Yeah, them? you're cheating. And then he goes to Kentucky. Was Kentucky disliked before Cal Park? I think Kentucky was very. You know, I think they were kind of in the. And I could be misremembering this. I think they were in the little bit kind of what a, what like Indiana and Georgetown have been going through. <laughs> Where post Tubby Smith, Tubby Smith took over for Rick Pitino in what like 2000, 2001, immediately won a title, and then it just was like a slow death. You know, they just kind of consistently went down. And they, they'd be okay. They weren't terrible, but it was like this just isn't quite Kentucky. It's not humming, right? They got rid of Tubby. They hired and Minnesota got him because Minnesota gets those coaches who fizzle out at other places. Yeah, it's weird because he's not from there. Yeah. It's probably why he failed. It's sort of a Kentucky to Minnesota pipeline because then, you know, Richard Pitino. I'd take, I'd take Calipari if he wants to come coach at Minnesota. Can he recruit Minnesota kids? Probably not. Does he shop at Target? Probably not. Better. Does Better he start? Does he like one of us? If he doesn't, there's not room for him. Okay. Yeah. He'll never get a job in that town. True. But I think they went to, after Tubby, they went to, did they hire Billy Gillespie right after Calipari? My years are getting mixed up, but like, when they hired Billy Gillespie, I think it was Billy Gillespie who they hired after Tubby Smith, who had just kind of fizzled out. And then Billy Gillespie took it. It was kind of like your your North Carolina thing with Matt Doherty, where like he just tanked the whole thing, and like they they were terrible for like two or three years with Gillespie. I don't think they were actually. I don't think they were actually terrible, but they were pretty bad. Forty and forty and twenty seven. Yeah, was that his record over yeah, two years? Yeah, forty and twenty seven. Tubby yeah. Smith two sixty three and eighty three. But I mean, if you look at this, Rick Pitino eight fourteen win percentage. Tubby Smith seven sixty. Calipari, 811. Billy Gillespie, 597. That's just not up to standards. It's not good enough. Right. And he only lasted, I think, two years. So I think they they had just kind of fallen into that mediocrity where they're just not – they're not big time, right? Like I think it was just kind of like, "Eh, whatever, Kentucky, just ho-hum. And now Calipari certainly took them to – they're back at the forefront of everything now. And and what's synonymous with Kentucky now is it's one and done. You know, it it was John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins' first year. And then he got, uh, you know, shortly after that, the next couple of years, he got Anthony Davis and Michael Kidd-Gilchrist in that in that season. And it, it started becoming, like, almost immediately, it was like, all oh, these one-and-dones and, and all this NBA talent. And I think to to some people, like, oh, it's, it's really exciting, all this NBA talent. And I think after, after a couple of years, though, it's just kind of gotten, like, to a lot of folks. I think Kentucky fans, maybe there's a faction of them that are just kind of, been, they're, like, done with it. It's like, okay, like, enough of this whole building your brand NBA stuff. It's like we want to be better in college. And he's had, there have been years where like they're far and away the most talented team in the country and they don't win the whole thing, you know, and, and they don't do as well as they should because they get a bunch of 19 year olds. I'm wondering if he, if we, we love underdogs. If you, if you, if you start starting a bunch of like, you start the shooting guard from Iowa, he transfers to Kentucky. That's a feel-good story. Like people start looking at Kentucky a little differently now. It's not the track star team. It's it's kids who have actually been playing in college. I could see Kentucky making that that subtle turn. Okay. 
And Calipari is like kind of becoming a little more likable in his old age too. He's becoming like a he's like the ambassador for college basketball, which is which is really weird. But I don't know. He's like he does. He get is he coming down to earth? Maybe a little bit. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that one. Kentucky to Seattle. How do you, you agree? I like it. Yeah, no, I do like that. That's better. Like they're not there yet, okay. but they, I could see them becoming Projecting the, the likable teams. Yeah, look at us. Look at I'm a Kentucky future. fan. No, I'm not, but I could be. Yeah. I got one for you. Okay. Um, Gonzaga uh, is the Los Angeles Rams. And see, I, I think Gonzaga, along with the Rams, the Rams have been, for the last couple of years with Sean McVay as their coach, like Sean McVay has been, like, anointed almost immediately. He was, like, anointed, like, he's the best coach, right? Every every one of his assistants get head coaching jobs. Everybody who's had a cup of coffee with Sean McVay gets a head coaching Anyone job. Anyone who has served Sean McVay a cup of coffee at Starbucks gets a head coaching job. Anybody who's dated Sean McVay for the last year and a half but only actually dated for six – well, no, that's not true. Anyone who's delivered mail to a Sean McVay resident yeah. gets a job. Yeah, they get they get jobs. It's just like it's just you get that, some of that splash of Sean McVay, mm-hmm. you know. And I think Gonzaga, and but he's been anointed. And yet, what if what have they really done? They got to the Super Bowl and got crushed one year. They give Goff a bad contract and then have to trade him for pennies on the dollar. Yeah, they run my dog Todd Gurley into the ground. Yep, they ruined him. Our dogs go on. Our dogs. They ruined yep. our Todd Gurley. Yep. Okay, but they've been anointed as this just this awesome team, this fun team. They're a contender, and I don't know. They're like they're like good, but are they really like they're really that good? Yes, they're that good. Sometimes are we talking the Rams or Gonzaga? I do think Gonzaga is that good. Is the thing though? That's true. Yeah, I don't know the comparison I'm trying to make. Then okay, I think they've been anointed. Maybe I think the the public perception is maybe that they've been anointed maybe a little too early, and that turns people off. I think that's what people dislike about Gonzaga is that they don't have titles yet, and they're and they're being talked about as like this dyna the just dynastic program, and I think they've got everything except for those titles, and that's why I think some of the talk is like if Gonzaga wins a title, they're they're Duke now. So I went with Gonzaga for the for the Rams. Okay. Okay. All right. Give me a give me a team either college or NFL, and then I have to pick one. Okay. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, Kansas City. Find me a college team that is like the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs. I'm thinking a high-powered offensive attack. I'm thinking, you know, not really ground ground and pound type of team. They they want to throw. Um, so what's the equivalent of that? They're kind of, they're kind of, they're kind of, of fun a, in their own way. What's the equivalent of wanting to throw all the time in football to basketball? I would say the catch break and you know, speeding up the tempo. So Virginia. Sort of some recent success. Recent success? Arkansas. 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 Kansas City Chiefs. Yes. I like that because I hadn't – that wasn't mine, but I do like that because I think some of what Kansas City is like – people like about them is they kind of got their own style, right? Mm-hmm. Kansas City's got its own culture. They're kind of, Aren't they kind of obsessed with barbecue down there? I think so. Kansas, Kansas, City, Kansas City ribs is a thing. Yeah, the ribs. It's, it's yeah. kind of like it's, – it's got its like kind of cultish feel to it. Yep. You know, and like Musselman is kind of just this like wonderfully weird coach. And Andy Reid, like everyone's – They're both young and handsome. handsome yeah. And they, they both take, like their take their shirts off a lot. Time. Yeah. So I, there's, there's some comparisons there. I was like – I like it. I was actually going to go – Oh, Villanova. we should have we should have went Georgia Tech and Kansas City Chiefs because of the face mask. We could do that with the Vikings with Zim. He does the weird face mask yes, thing. Yes, he does. He's like fat. Can he do mutton chops? Like yeah, who, who is the Vikings? Who is the team that just 
Just average and boring. Average and boring. Wisconsin. Refuses. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Wait, you, you don't want to say that, though. No. <laughs> That's going to turn both of our listeners off. They're yes. going to get frustrated by that. Yes. Oh, this one. I was going to go Virginia. San Francisco 49ers. Defensive-minded. Great defense. Um, what What's what's one of the things that everybody thinks about the San Francisco 49ers? How attractive Jimmy Garoppolo is. Yeah. Tony Bennett. Widely regarded as the most handsome coach in college hoops. Kihei Clark, also very handsome. Maybe. And small. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that tracks. Um, I'm going to pick a team now. All right, yeah. Oh, I've got a good one here. Okay. Cowboys. Ooh, America's team? Yep. That's probably more Kentucky. You think so? Who would be America's team in college? Well, see, they're like referred to as America's team. It's mostly just ESPN circle jerks over them, and they actually suck. So it's Duke, then? Probably Duke. Okay, Yeah, Duke, Duke or Kentucky would be the two, right? Yeah. Who else would be maybe in that mix? Their college team. Why can I see AFC? Oh, here it is. There they are. I'm trying to think of some other college teams that just get over overly hyped. Memphis. Memphis always gets overrated, I feel like. Give me a Pittsburgh Steelers. Ooh, Kansas. There's always in the mix. You can never yeah. count out Pittsburgh. True. Even when they're bad, they're good. Yeah. You know, they always play great defense. I feel like that's what Kansas in the recent years, they always have a, just a rock solid defense. Okay. You know, it's a little, it's like almost borderline kind of boring just in how steady and consistently good they are. Another thing is Pittsburgh Steelers are one of like sort of the beginning NFL teams. Right. Kansas is where basketball was invented. It's, yeah. Boom. We nailed, we nailed that one. We nailed uh, that That's, one. I think, a pretty easy one yeah. too, isn't it? Yes. I'm, uh, out of th- I'm out of ideas here. I'm trying to think of some more here. Oh, oh. And a terrible team that's up and coming, the Cleveland Browns. Ooh. Terrible team with terrible city with terrible fans, terrible cheerleaders, terrible concessions. What team might that be? Might that be Alabama? They're both obnoxious. Yeah. Like they're obnoxious when uh, Cleveland had, you know, LeBron James. Um, have you heard of him? I have heard of him, yeah. Okay. He's from Cleveland. Yeah. Some people pronounce it LeBrone James. <laughs> Is that a thing? No. I'm trying I'll, to start it. All right. Let's, let's start that. <laughs> <laughs> Le- Lebroni, James, Jaime Hawkins. <laughs> trying to think, yeah, Cleveland. Which team is like so sh- so shitty that everyone just like rallies around them for some unknown reason? Let's look the script here, but quick. Give me. Let's not go team to team. Let's go player. College player who could be an NFL running back. Ooh, because I've got one. I think Davion Mitchell would be a good. Yes. Back. Yeah, I can see him being either a, either a running back or like like a honey badger kind of nickel Ooh. linebacker safety kind of mm-hmm. hybrid who lines up in the slot, kind of cover a cover a tight end. Maybe do both. Yeah. Imagine him like flexing out and like catching like a screen pass and then shifty kind of duking out a linebacker and, and then shooting a step back three over him or something. Oh wait, no, he has to run past him and score a touchdown. Wait, or mix him for yeah. uh, quarterback Jalen Suggs, obviously. Did you know he actually they, – they don't talk about it much, but, like, he played football in high school. Oh, really? Mr. Football in Minnesota. Like, he Not only Mr. Football and basketball. He must be, like, a kicker because he doesn't want to get injured. For, he no, he's like, actually – he's so tough because he played football. That's where his toughness comes from. But as a kicker. Because, like, if you just play football, you're going to get hurt and then you can't play basketball. So he has no, to he pick played, a position. He played quarterback and, like, safety or oh, something. Oh, he played quarter. 
He played quarterback. Really? He played quarterback. Oh, he was just like handed it off and just didn't do too much. He like ran it and threw it a lot and stuff and like what quarterbacks do. Really? Yeah. Wow. He like did quarterback things. <laughs> did quarterback things. I don't think he's like a particularly <laughs> handsome kid either. So like you know he's probably pretty good. True. That's a rule that I've got. Think about a quarterback that both sucks and is not good looking. There aren't any. You can't name one. No. You have to either be really good or really handsome and ideally both. It's just not fair. I don't know. They're also usually tall. Well, yeah. Yeah, you know a lot of that. suck. I've, I've heard. Yeah. I wonder what that's like. Right. I actually think it's kind of overrated because if you're at the grocery store, like, you're, like, a feeding ground for grandmas trying to, like, get you to reach stuff at the top shelf. Does that actually happen for you? Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. I can say that it's never happened for me. Consistently. Yeah. yeah. I used to work at a grocery store and that never happened to me. Yeah, I, I worked at a grocery store as well and every day. Yeah. yeah. See some grandmas, you're like, I better get out of here. They're going to need me to help them. Or you should just, before they even have to ask, you just offer up because that's that's Minnesota nice. That's true. Or you see them at bars and just start dancing on them. Okay, we've gotten off the rails officially here. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Biggs, you have anything else? I don't. All right, let's recap what we talked about today. Okay, we've talked about places that sell an odd combination of stuff. Yeah. We've talked a lot about the NFL, even though we're a college basketball podcast. Yep. Um, you got anything? Shower thoughts. We've talked about shower thoughts. Yeah. Speaking of which, I have another one. Ooh, that. we, we, I, redef- we defined what dapping up is. Ooh, we have. But back to the shower thoughts. Okay. I've had, I have a, just going to the bathroom, whether it's, you know, one or two. Say if I'm at work, you know, I am a guy who's on spreadsheets a lot. Say if I'm like working on a financial statement, I can't get it to balance. I'll go to the bathroom. You'll have an epiphany. I'll figure it out as I'm in the bathroom. And I'll be like, oh, I entered a number wrong here. Boom. So you probably do your your head is at its clearest. You come up with your best thinking when you're on the John. Exactly. Which is the John! Which oh is, my gosh! Which is interesting. Yeah. You didn't find that out. No. <laughs> I mean, that came to me organically. <laughs> wow. And then we also talked a little bit of college hoops. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like what's going on right now. There's not a lot of college hoop stuff going on. Even the transfer portal, it seems like it's slowed down yeah. a little bit, hasn't it? Yeah, it has a little bit. Yeah. And we can finally sort of look to different teams at different conferences and see who the big winners are overall and who the big losers are. Yeah, we're, we're getting a clearer photo of what of what the seed, what teams are looking like at this yep. point. Some of these spots are starting to fill up. A lot of the a lot of the top recruits. There's only a handful of like top fifty to a hundred guys you know, uncommitted still. Most of these guys are, are either getting ready to commit soon, they're going to go to the G League, you know, and, and a lot of the major difference makers, um, you know, are getting ready to pick their team. So I mm-hmm. bet you in the next month, then we'll go to sleep. Right. So we sleep in June. Ideally, we sleep through the summer. That's the best yes. time to sleep. Right. Screw golf. I suck at that. True. That sucks. Um, yeah. We'll uh, get out of your hair and uh, see you next week. Bye.